What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 58 of the UFC State of the Union podcast. My name is Brian Vosper. I am the host. In this episode, this is the first episode of 2024. We are back. We are first going to kick this off, you know, you know, had a little break in between fights, you know, with the holidays. Now we're getting back on track. First thing I'm going to do, I'm going to go back in time. We're going to recap the Leon Edwards, Colby Covington card. Then I'm going to go into, you know, my predictions for tomorrow. This is going to be the Ankalaev versus Johnny Walker 2 card. And then I'm going to talk about just tons of basically these banger fights they've just been announcing with UFC, you know, 298, 299, 300, just some of the fights that have just been getting just announced left and right. You know, everyone in the comments just on Instagram just absolutely trolling Dana with the the oil comments if you pay attention there because he's not revealing what the the super fight is for USC 300 yet, but you know, doing all a bunch of other stuff and just Go look at some of the comments on those. It's just hilarious. Um, it's just funny just how he kind of like played into it at first on that, that Instagram live. But now it's like just ridiculous, all the comment sections. But yeah, we're going to go back in time. Let's go over this card first. Um, so just kind of, you know, I think one of the main main highlights on here. Um, so looking back in time, you got O'Neal versus Lipsky. That was a, a pretty big upset, you know. Uh, Casey O'Neal, I think most people had her as the, the favorite, um, thinking she was going to get back on track. She gets caught in a submission. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't go her way. I think she'll rebound, but yeah, just um, I think she does. From what I've been seeing is she does sometimes get caught in these firefights a little bit and this she got caught in a bad sequence and then it ended up with her just wobbled and then it went to the ground she got caught in a sub, slick submission um so but I, I think she'll be back on track but i think that is something that she's gotta gotta work on a little i think sometimes she gets caught in those firefights and she can get you get get in a little bit of trouble but um Going to the next one that I think caught a lot of people's eyes was the Garbrandt versus Kelleher fight. And, um, oh, dang, just Cody Garbrandt just going back vintage Cody with this KO. It's a walk-off KO. But um, one thing that was interesting, you know, I'll go into this right now just because, you know, one of the future fights we're going to see that just got announced is Figueredo versus Garbrandt. Honestly, I don't – it got put on – you know, it's an awesome fight for UFC 300 – Honestly, I think Figueredo kind of did himself a little disservice there. I think he could have easily gotten a top five um, because you have to look back in time where Cody Garbrandt fought Rob Font, and Rob Font beat Cody pretty badly. And then Figueredo moves up in his debut at 135, and he beats Rob Font like 30-27 unanimous, and he had Rob Font wobbled at some points. So... In my opinion, you know, Figueredo could have used that momentum and easily probably gotten a top five, but he's taking this fight with Cody Garbrandt, you know, maybe just, you know, try and take out a former champ, you know, at 135, just get some more shine there. Um, but yeah, I think Figueredo, in my opinion, is doing Cody a little bit of a favor here because if you think about it, Cody's Kelleher, I think, was unranked. So. Cody here has an opportunity where if Cody does win this fight, 
he's now back in like the top he he takes that win that basically Figueredo just got he's probably going to get a situation where he'll probably be able to get a top five and um and then also you have to think he's able to basically leapfrog the guy that beat him he's able to leapfrog Rob Font um so that's kind of I think Figueredo is doing doing Cody a, a favor here in my opinion I think Figueredo will win that fight but um I thought that was a, a little interesting that um I, I I really think Figueredo should have taken a top five over Cody, but you know it's still gonna be a good fight. Um, going into you know some of the other ones, um, Aldana versus Rosa. That one was just a back and forth war. That one was crazy. Um, and then I think the one of the ultra highlights we saw was Josh Emmett versus Bryce Mitchell. Good gosh, good thing Bryce Mitchell is all right, but that was probably the scariest ko i think we've seen in a minute like that was he had a full-blown seizure after that ko and that was just oh man that was a little that was a scary one so good thing he's all right um and then uh i josh Emmett called out max holloway i think that fight you know that would be a, a really good one to see but i something tells me with ufc 300 if you think about it max holloway hasn't been announced yet um justin gaethje Masvidal tweeted that he's gonna be back. He's unretired. You got Nate Diaz saying, "I want to headline USC 300." You know, McGregor Chandler is having International Fight Week now at 185. Um, but there are some names here, and when we go to USC 300 on what you know, I think the super fight might be. Um, I'm gonna give some predictions there, but um, I don't think Josh Emmett's gonna get Holloway next. Uh, unless it i mean there's a chance they could but i something tells me i think there's going to be max holloway is going to be on one of the the usc 300 to beef it up uh something big there um pimblet versus ferguson um that was great that was you know you got you got david goggins in the corner of tony and man you know in this fight you know tony tony just the ground game of you know patty pimla he was able to win off like you know some ground and pound the control time um but really i think one thing that tony did show us in this fight is um in that first round um i want to say it's the first round sorry i'm going off memory here a little bit um patty pimla almost got the ko um but tony he emptied the gas tank completely and Tony was able to weather the storm. I was thinking we were going to see maybe vintage Tony make a comeback. And especially when it went into round three, both guys were tired, but Patty, Patty was gassed. And I think the, um, that's something to note. If Patty is going to make it to, you know, five round fights and stuff, that was definitely, I don't know, that was definitely concerning where I think if that was a five round fight, Tony would have taken that. Like, I, in my opinion, I think Patty was just way gassed. And so that was uh, that was crazy. And then we got um, Shavkat versus Thompson. Shavkat gets a nun, done another submission. Um, I think the fight that, you know, makes sense here, I think everyone is praying that they don't put Leon Edwards versus Bilal somehow way high up on UFC 300. You know, I think there's the argument, you know, Bilal, Leon, you know, Bilal, everyone's going to say Bilal deserves his title shot. 
which I mean, yeah, he, he should get a title shot soon. But the thing is, Leon versus Bilal, let's be honest, it's not a UFC 300 caliber fight. It's just not. Espe- like those five slots in the main card, you want those to be like guaranteed fireworks insanely high probability someone's going to sleep like you're we're talking like absolute barn burners like you don't want like Bilal versus leon there is a very high probability that's just a five-round decision Let, let's just be honest here there is a very high probability that happens uh with that fight and i don't think that's the wisest to put that on ufc 300 a, a ufc 300 type fight in my opinion, would be a Shavkat versus Leon, a Kamzat versus Leon. Um, one of these fights that's just like, okay, you know, there are people that, these are guys that are going to chase the finish, try and get something done, go for the highlight reel. Whereas Bilal, like, we know that's not going to happen. Like, he's not going to, it's going to be more, he's going to, he's going to go for the takedowns, you know, try and cruise to a decision. Um, that's really what's going to happen. So I just, you know, I don't think Bilal deserves that title shot um, on a UFC 300 card. Yeah, give him the title shot, but just not – if Leon wants to fight on UFC 300, I think there are more exciting fights you could do there. I would honestly go Shavkat versus Leon Edwards. Based off, you know, you can also make the argument, how did Shavkat be, beat Wonderboy versus how did Bilal beat Wonderboy? You know, Bilal cruised to a five-round five round decision um, against Burns. You know, Burns got injured round one. Bilal went to a five-round decision still against a guy with no arm, like only one arm. So, I mean, there's just a very high probability it just goes to decision, whereas I think as fans, you want to see on a USC 300 card, you want to see, like, What's the most dangerous fight you could give Leon Edwards if that were to happen? What's going to be the most exciting fight? I think Shavkat versus Leon would be sick to see. Um, and so, and then going into the next one, Pantoja versus Roy Val. Um, Pantoja just showing he's a dog. Um, gets it done versus Roy Val. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what's next. Um, you know, kind of sucks yesterday where, I mean, today – Manel Cop, you know, he has the whole storyline with you talking trash to Izzy, uh, the Kai Car France situation. He was going to fight um, Mateus Nicolau, who's ranked at number five, I believe. Manel Cop won. He's probably getting Kai Car France, or you know, just, he's he's getting into title contention. Um, but he missed weight, and so then the fight gets scrapped. It's like, dude, how are you going to let that happen? Um, and so. Yeah, that's I, – I don't know what's – that kind of shakes up 125 a little bit, uh, what's going to happen there. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting, you know, what what's next for Pantoja. Um, then – and also um, Albazi got injured, so kind of – that kind of gets – starts getting a little risky because now Roy Val is taking on Moreno, short – Moreno to fill in. And let's be honest, if Roy Val – if Moreno beats Roy Val, then you might have a situation. I really, I don't think, I don't want to see another Moreno versus Pantoja. I mean, Pantoja's beaten Moreno, I want to say, whew, he's beaten him three times now. 
Um, so if they give him a fourth shot, I mean, all right. But um, see what happens. And then the main event, man, Colby Covington blew it just point blank. This card, like, whatever Colby was doing was ridiculous. Like, he didn't shoot a takedown until round three. And his first takedown, he got it. But the thing is, you can't give away the first two rounds and then you're going to start going for takedowns. Because at that point, like, you know, Leon then started, you know, having his distance figured out, has the timing, um, you know, can t- defend the takedowns better. And then he also even tried, he mixed it up and did his own takedowns. And so it's like, Kobe just, his style is all based off of really, in my opinion, how those really off round one, round two, his whole style is based off that where if like in the very beginning, he shoots just rapid takedowns, very high volume, and it wears people out from the jump. So like going into round two, they're already like, oh, I'm worried about the takedowns. They have to fight more takedowns, more volume. And then going into round three, they're even more tired. It just gets easier and easier for Colby to get get stuff going because he's just wearing them out. With that type of style, you can't give away. He he fight fought basically the opposite how he usually fights. He gave away the first two rounds. Round three, he starts shooting, and it's like, dude, that just. I don't know what was going on with Colby. I think his coaches need to throw some more urgency. He did say he broke his broke his leg. I think it was either his leg or something. But when he threw a kick in the first round, but I don't know. Just the the whole thing was just really weird. Um, he he said he wants to fight Wonder Boy, which I guess you can do that fight. Um, I mean, there's there's some options you can do there. Um, but yeah, it's kind of. I, it was kind of a bummer seeing that fight. And then also, it was, man, it's definitely not good for Colby. He was a very pro-Trump crowd. Trump was there, and Colby gets booed out, like, out of the arena. Just like, oh, man, you lost a lot of fans that night. And so what's going to be next for Leon Edwards? Um, I think Leon Edwards, I kind of gave my opinion, you know, if you wanted, to, if he wants to fight on UFC 300, I say you go the most challenging fight. I would like to see a Shavkat versus Leon, or even if you wanted to go a Kamzat Leon. Um, but it seems like they're giving Kamzat the winner of Drickus versus Sean Strickland. That's another thing I can bring up on this card. You know, oh man, the Sean Sean Strickland has had. You know, I'll go into that a little bit right now. You know, there's the whole. Um, he, they ask. He asks um, the Burns. Burns wife and kid to move out of the way and then goes at it at <laughs> Drickus. Um, there was an interview where Drickus even admitted, you know, like I probably deserved that, you know, because of the thing he's talked about where, you know, he said he was going to make it seem like, you know, the, the stuff that Sean's dad did to him is nothing um, when he's beating him up. And so, and then Sean, you know, the podcast came out. Um, on Theo, Theo Vaughn's podcast where Sean, you know, goes into some, goes into some pretty dark stuff about his past. I don't think anyone realized it was like, everyone knew it was bad, but like, eh, like there was some very dark stuff, like talking about, you know, um, his dad saying stuff like he's gonna, you know, like as he, he was, uh, I think a, a first or second grader. 
he was talking about how I think the, that clip. So he was a first or second grader. He said he was be up till like three o'clock and, and three a.m. every night. Um, just his dad was just bad alcoholic, just a lot of domestic violence situations, saying stuff like he's gonna burn his mom with acid, bury her in the back, just some brutal crap. Um, being you know that young and you're being exposed to that type of stuff. Um, and then just witnessing that. And then he said he would go to class. He would fall asleep in class. His teacher took away his desk because thought he was just a bad student, but didn't really realize he's up to like 3 a.m. Witnessing all this stuff every night. Um, talks about how he, he stopped believing in God when that, all that stuff was happening. So it was like, man, like this dude had, um, the level of trauma, you can kind of start seeing like, okay, now you can start seeing like maybe why sean behaves kind of how he does um some of that stuff just man it was, it was brutal listening to that he he cries uh theo vaughn's crying um i'm kind of i'm on the side you know ian gary then chimes in about how you know about how like oh you deserve it for coming out my family and stuff um now you're going on this podcast crying you it's like I think, in my opinion, there are levels to insults. I think the people that are, like, very big Sean Strickland haters, you know, they're going to say, well, no, he opened himself up to it. I'm not excusing, you know, there's stuff Sean has said that's been really bad, you know, in, in the past, but I I don't think he's ever come at, you know, legit, like, child abuse situations or anyone's past like that, um, situations like that. And so I think, in my opinion, like, Ian Gary kind of opened himself up to to getting hit with the whole, you know, the WAG situation because he actually went at MMA guru first. That guy was the guy that revealed the whole book situation. That's what led to everyone talking about that. That wasn't Sean Strickland that started talking about that. That was Ian bringing that up, and then it kind of snowballed from – he went at someone, didn't realize the guy (laughs) was going to figure that out, and then it just kind of – went viral in the mma community but um but yeah it was just kind of it was uh yeah kind of went on a little tangent there we got that fight coming up you know in a few weeks the that hyped it up even more dana admitted you know he was like <laughs> he was like joking around about why he sat <laughs> well about he's like who's the idiot that sat those two next to each other this guy <laughs> and so it almost looked a little it wasn't staged because they definitely went at it, but I mean, staged in regards of, I mean, they, in my opinion, when you put two guys like that close together, it's like, oh man, what are you guys thinking? A fight's probably going to break out here or something. Um, these guys are both loose cannons. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to be interesting when that fight happens, what's, what's going to go down. But what I was talking about, I think a little bit ago was, you know, they did say, it looked like they were trying to book Izzy versus Kamsa. Um, it's looking like, you know, Izzy, you know, is bulking up. Um, I mean, Pereira-Izzy 3 is a possibility as the big fight on UFC 300 because now it seems like Izzy's back from how he's talking. Um, there was an interview that happened, I think, in Australia um, where he said, nah, yeah, he's, I'm going to be back soon. Um, and so that sounds like Izzy's definitely fighting fighting here soon in 2024. Um and so we'll see what happens. 
But um, since they didn't do Kamza Izzy, I guess isn't the option. It looks like Kamza's fighting winner of Drickus for Sean Strickland. Um, so now we'll go into you know I'm gonna fly into got a lot of stuff I'm talking about here. I'm gonna go into my predictions real quick for tomorrow on some of the fights. Um, you know, first card of 2024. Um, some of the fights that you know, man, there were a lot of canceled fights here from different various reasons but some of the fights that you know are sticking out to me uh marcus mcgee versus gaston bolaños marcus mcgee that guy is just awesome to watch i think we're gonna see marcus mcgee get another highlight reel here i think he's gonna get a ko matthew semmelsberger always fun to watch versus preston parsons that's gonna be an interesting one i think semmelsberger is gonna get back on track um Cortez Acosta versus Andre Arlovsky. Um, seems like always with the, um, you know, Andre Arlovsky. I still remember, you know, one of my first fight cards that actually actually was probably the first fight card that got. Um, I remember watching it with my my dad and my my little brother. Um, we were at a friend's a family friend's house. Um, it was like the, it was the first, um, it was when, um, Andre Arlovsky, vintage arms, Ar- Arlovsky versus, um, Tim Sylvia when Arlovsky won the belt and just in that like vintage vampire mode with the mouthpiece and the long hair, you could tell he was juiced to the gills <laughs> back then, but, um, it's crazy to see that, you know, he's still fighting to this day. But it looks like, you know, very similar situations like this where they use him as that kind of that gatekeeper. But for the up and coming talent, Cortez Acosta is 10 and 1. You know, let's put him against the ultra veteran because, you know, if you're if you're not, you know, not all up on your skills, you know, Arlovsky can still he's got that experience and he's definitely proven, you know, um, he's he's definitely shut a decent amount of guys out that are trying to, you know, climb the rankings. Um, so I think this is another one of those situations. I think I think Cortez Acosta is going to get it done, but yeah, it's going to be a good one. Bruno Ferreira versus Phil Hawes. Bruno Ferreira um, got caught one fight, and he's ten and one going against Phil Hawes. I think Bruno Ferreira is going to get back on track here. Ricky Simone was talking a little bit of smack about Sean O'Malley, um, and so this is going to be interesting. He's going against one of Sean O'Malley's guys, Mario Bautista. Um, you know, Ricky Simone, he's coming off, uh, he got kind of messed, he got messed up by Song Yudong, so we're gonna see if he can get back on track, and Mario Bautista's trying to climb the rankings, um, just, Ricky Simone's gotta be careful, you know, he, he leaves himself exposed sometimes, and he can get caught in these firefights, um, and so I think I think Ricky Simone has the skill set to get this done versus Mario Bautista. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a good one. But um both guys are that's one of the, the top fights in this card. Jim Miller versus Gabriel Benitez. I think Jim Miller's gonna get this done and then fight on UFC three hundred. Um that's what he's wanting to do. And then the main event, Ankalaya versus Johnny Walker. Um man, this car this fight, you know, I think it's definitely going to be ending a KO. Both these guys are mad off what happened the last time. Uh, been chirping a little back and forth, talking about how it's going to be a KO. Um, so yeah, and I'm I'm ex- I, I like how this is in neutral neutral playing field now. I really think I'm on the side that these UAE cards they should only be used for you know 
up-and-coming talent out there going forward. I don't think you should – there shouldn't be any big fights out in, you know, out there anymore. I think based off how the f- past few cards have gone, um, it's been a mess where the, clearly there's, you know, some favoritism from judges, refs towards, you know, whoever the crowd is supporting out there. And it's – so I, I think they shouldn't even risk it anymore putting – big big fights out there like you know your number one contender fights title shots stuff like that those are all going to go neutral playing field um but you know you could still do like you know there's so much talent out in that area and you got fighters that want to fight in that area so you can definitely stack you can make really good fight night cards out there still um and a lot of up put a lot of up and coming talent out of that out of those areas so yeah that that's my opinion but i think i'm leaning with i think Ankalaya is going to get it done here, but um, but it's going to be it's going to be interesting seeing what happens. Then I'm going to talk about you know some of the the fights you know happening you know so then you go into you know this this following Saturdays you got the Sean Strickland versus Drickus Duplessis. My my prediction there I think I've given it in the past you know I think Drickus throws a lot of looping shots if the fight goes long. I think Sean's going to be able to just pick him apart, and I think he's going to get it done. Um, that's that's my prediction. I think, you know, I think Sean K is going to get a KO. He's going to find it. I think he's going to – he's pretty mad about everything that Drickus has said, um, and I think it's, I think he is going to get it done. Um, there's some good fights in here. Mike Malott versus Neil Magny. I think Mike Malott's going to be able to get it done. Neil Magny some, tends to struggle sometimes against – pretty good grapplers chris chris curtis sean strickland's guy fighting against mark andre barriel um chris curtis i think gets it done there arnold allen versus mosar evloev so yeah that's a there's some good ones um other cool fights that got announced drew dover versus renato moicano that's a that's gonna be a cool one see who I think Drew Dover has got a little too much power and Renato's been caught before. That's going to be a good one. Um, Joe Pfeiffer getting his first main event versus Jack Hermanson. That's going to come up. Um, Joe Pfeiffer apparently broke the record, broke Ngannou's record on the hitting machine. Apparently has the most powerful punch. Um, one, so I don't know how accurate that was, but um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. That one. Um, got the one of the crazy cars ufc 298 it looks like they're still adding more and more to this oh wait nope i didn't i just clicked on you know the main card this is a this car is looking great too volkanovsky versus Ilya. you know there's the back and forth with sean o'malley saying you know to Ilya taporia basically saying Ilya taporia is his eddie alvarez and what sean o'malley i think tweeted it was either yesterday or the day before I'm talking about how if Toporia beats Volkanovski and Sean beats Cheeto, Sean's next fight is going to be against Toporia to go for that go for that second belt. I think that is a very dangerous fight for O'Malley. I I don't think that's a I just being honest, I don't think that's if 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 Toporia just totally starches um Volkanovski Man, I I don't think this guy just looks next level scary. If he, especially if he does that to Volkanovski, um, I think uh, I don't know that that would definitely be a, cool to see the fight O'Malley versus Taporia. But I think 
I think he's playing off a little more than he can chew. If if Deporia comes goes out and finishes Volkanovski, uh, we'll see what happens though. Because uh, there is a lot of work still that, you know, O'Malley, a lot of 135 stacked. You know, there are a lot of fights I, I'd like to see O'Malley do before he goes for that second belt. Um, <clears throat> Robert Whitaker versus Paulo Costa. Jeff Neal versus Ian Gary. I think everyone's on the side. You know, want to see Ian Gary lose after all the crap that's been happening. Marab versus Cejudo. Anthony Hernandez versus um, Ikram Alaskarov. Man, there are some great ones here. I didn't realize Anthony Hernandez is actually only eleven and two. That's, that's dang. That's, I mean, he is eleven and two, not only eleven and two. Dang, that's pretty awesome. Um, some of the other fights that got announced, I, I already mentioned it. You know, Moreno versus Brandon Royval, Brian Ortega versus Yair doing the the rematch off that one freak accident. Um, where Brian, you know, his arm seems like got jacked up when they were rolling the first sequence. So technically, it was a. I think it was. I think it was ruled either a TKO or some. Some. I think it was ruled a TKO or something. It was. It was ruled a finish, but I mean, it was a freak injury um, that happened there. Um, but that's gonna be good to see that one come back. Um, UFC two ninety nine. This is one of the cards that's getting stacked. Sean O'Malley versus Cheeto Vera too. Um, gave my predictions on this one in the past, but you know, I think if Cheeto can get his leg kicks going early, that's going to be, go back to how he was able to win that first fight, you know, where, you know, people are going to say, oh, he got crazy lucky, but you got to remember Cheeto is known for his leg kicks and Sean has had a lot of injuries with his feet and legs. He's had a decent amount of fights where, you know, he's, he's, and also when you're going as someone that moves as just moves as much as Sean O'Malley, they're just moving all over the place. That's just going to be something you want to do. Just go for the light kick. So I think Marlon has, I think Cheeto Vera has the weapons to, to get this done. I, I think he needs to be careful though, not to get, you know, get caught in, you know, too much stand up or be, well, also being a, sorry, not too much stand up, but like get caught in, Giving, you know, Cheeto's a slow starter usually. I think what Cheeto has to be careful with is not giving away, you know, round one, round two, and then having to Hail Mary, you know, chase that Hail Mary KO. Um, that's what's caused Cheeto some problems with these higher ranked fighters, especially now that he's going into a title fight. He's got to be careful with that. He's got to start, you know, going. I, I feel like when Cheeto has the most success, it's when he starts fast. Um, when he starts, you know, kind of going cruise control in the beginning, um, the higher level fighters have been starting to figure that out and then put him into a situation where he has to chase that Hail Mary KO and it's, you know, it's get, it gets too late. And so, um, I think, you know, if I were betting on this one, I think Sean O'Malley is going to get it done in this rematch. Um, I don't know if it's going to be by KO, but. I can see a situation. I think there is going to be a finish here for sure. Dustin Poirier versus Benoit Saint-Denis. This was an interesting one that got announced. You know, they also made a special five round for this. Um, I think a lot of people were thinking it was going to be Armand versus Poirier. But what they ended up doing is changing it up. (coughs) Apparently, um, Makachev's injured and will be ready till about summer. So they, they changed it up. They went Oliveira versus Armin Sarukian. Um, then they also went Dustin Poirier versus Benoit Santini going on up and comer. Um, 
These are two awesome fights that got announced. I think Dustin gets this done. I think this is uh, we're gonna see both these guys are very durable, but um, I think Dustin's experience is gonna help him pull through with this. I think this is uh, in my opinion, this is a little too high of a jump um in rankings. So that's why I was kind of a little surprised that they announced this one, but um, it's gonna be a good one to see. Um, and you know Benoit Santini coming off the the highlight reel KO in the Frivola fight. Um, so yeah, we're going to see what happens there. Um, Curtis Blades versus Jelton Almeida. I think that is a, a good fight to do based off how Almeida's fight last went, last fight went where it was pretty boring with the ground game. So now they're giving him someone that can most likely counter it. Um, it's going to probably gonna see more stand up from both. Uh, Shokigian's back versus Macy Barber. It's a good one. Gamrot versus RDA. Oh man, there's so there's so many fights that got announced here. Good gosh, and then um you know oh Aaron Blanchfield versus Manon Fior that one got announced, and then I think you know I'm gonna Marvin Vittori versus Brendan Allen. Um, I think Marvin Vittori gets it done. I think Manon Fior gets it done versus Aaron Blanchfield, and then going into you know some of the 300 fights that got announced. I think they're definitely not done here yet. Um, they got their first title fight, but it sounded like Dana's going to announce at least two more. So I'll start going in my predictions on this. So you got Weili Zhang versus Yan Xiaonan going Chinese champ versus Chinese or two, two Chinese fighters. I was always thinking that this fight was maybe going to happen in a UFC China, but it's also cool to see it happen on UFC 300. So this is the first title fight they're going. I think the other title fights that we're potentially going to get, um, man, I think, I really think, you know, with kind of how things are looking now, I really think Pereira versus Izzy 3 is probably going to, it's looking like more and more that that's going to be one of them. Um, <clears throat> it would be cool, though, if they really mixed it up. And they went Pereira versus Aspinall. Try and get a three-division champ out of Pereira. I would really like to see that. Um, and then you also got a lot of the people, you know, chiming in with the Pereira, the new mythical fighter Pereira. He, um, break up Pereira. He apparently broke up with his with his girlfriend a little bit ago. And then just a lot of his posts afterwards, posting in the Lambo right afterwards, even with the caption, thank God, or something like that. Um, and then, um, <laughs> um, and so basically what <laughs> just a lot of the comments like on that post were like, this guy broke up with his girlfriend and then he's posted, he's saying this, <laughs> like this dude's a savage. What in the world? Um, so, Man, it's going to be – I really want to see that, but I think, you know, Aspinall's ground game um, would give Pereira some problems, especially the weight, the just the size difference. Uh, but the thing with that um, – the thing with that is Pereira at heavyweight, the interesting thing there, oh, it would be just like his left hook – heavyweight Pereira's left hook oh my gosh I wonder what would happen there just imagine if he connects with that Whoo! someone just getting obliterated um so that's gonna be interesting but yeah it's gonna be interesting seeing um I think you know 
So these are some of my predictions, though. So that could be a title fight option. I think it is going to have Pereira. It's either Pereira versus Izzy, Pereira versus Aspinall. Pereira is definitely going to be on UFC 300, in my opinion. Other option that I could see um, as a title fight, um, if since Masvidal tweeted he's back, Masvidal versus Gaethje, BMF versus BMF, I could see that happening. I could also see a situation where they do Max Holloway versus Gaethje. That would be a really cool fan fight to see. Um, another option we're going to see um, is potentially, you know, so let me pull. So Leon Edwards said he wants to be on UFC 300. That's an option. You could think of potentially, I just really don't want to see Leon versus Bilal. I really hope they go Leon versus Shavkat. Potentially that could be another, or Leon versus Bilal is going to be the other, one of the other title fights. Dana did say he's going to announce it, I think, yesterday, some of the other title fights. So I think Leon is involved in one of the others. Um, but... I really think they're going to make a money play here and get Nate Diaz on this. I really think they are. I, I They might go – imagine they could get, you know, Nate Diaz versus Masvidal, go a rematch there. Um, there's, there's a lot of options. But I think I, – I almost think if they can pivot and just go Nate Diaz versus McGregor 3, that would be – that's the perfect one to do for 300, but – who knows? Um, and then some of these other fights on here, it's just Jiri versus Rakic. I think Jiri's going to get it done. Calvin Cater versus Sterling. So Sterling's going um, to 145. It's going to be really cool to see, you know, how if he's able to get his ground game going at 145, how that translates um, with, with more, you know, the higher weight class. Bo Nickel versus Cody Brundage. Um, we just need to see a fight. I really want to see with Bo Nickel if he has a chin. That's the main thing I want to see. You know, if he, you know, there's so much hype around Bo, but they're in, you know, before we start talking, if he could beat Kamzat and stuff or, um, or big fights like that, I think the first thing we need to figure out is does this guy have a chin? Because, you know, Kamzat took the big shot from Burns. He was able to survive and still get the win. We don't know if Bo survives a shot like that. Um, what if that just absolutely flatlines him? Then that starts, you know, kind of revealing some stuff. Um, so it's going to be interesting seeing what happens here. It's a good fight. Cody Brundage versus Bo Nickel. Oliveira versus Sarukian. I think I'm in the boat as with a lot of people. We want that Oliveira, Oliveira getting the KO. I think Armand's just talking way too much smack these days. Already talking about how he's like, you know, if he wins this, he should leapfrog Gaethje. I think Gaethje's got the next title shot, you know. I really think, you know, the only, if Oliveira beats Sarukin, Oliveira, I feel like Oliveira's had his, he deserves his rematch with with Makachev. But um, Makachev, you know, kind of put out his timeline if he's going to be back in um back in summer he said he wants Gaethje in summer then he wants the winner of this fight in uh towards the end of the year and then he wants to fight again in february of next year so i mean i if that I, I i can get down with that if we're seeing those fights i think that makes sense but i think Oliver does deserve his rematch especially 
if he gets this done. But, you know, if they go Gaethje in summer, Gaethje, Gaethje Makachev, I, I like that fight too because, you know, Gaethje had the highlight reel against Poirier. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But, yeah, those are kind of some of my predictions, guys. Um, You know, I think, you know, with McGregor, I, I don't know if I gave it on my last um, – prediction but um when mcgregor chandler got announced uh, it's happening at 185 i think i'm on the side how do i think that fight goes if mcgregor if chandler stands and fights like how he fought against gaichi against mcgregor i think chandler's 100 percent gonna get ko'd um chandler when he fought poirier he actually had some moments where he fought very well he used his wrestling um, and he almost got that fight. He almost won. It's just he got back into entertainment mode, went for the WWE suplex, and then it just unfortunately put himself into a bad spot and he got submitted. Um, if Chandler can just, you know, stay calculated, don't go entertainment mode, go for a takedown very early because this is at such a high, like a way higher weight. Make McGregor, you know, carry that, all that muscle. Um, Connor's gonna gas. Connor's gonna gas even faster at 185. So if Chandler plays this smart, go for a quick takedown. Just you know, ride it out round one, maybe even ride it out round two. I could see him getting a KO late, but only if he plays it smart like that. If he chooses, hey, I'm gonna try and you know just stand and bang like I did versus Gaethje, or even have some sequences against Poirier. I think Chandler's going to get caught. It's going to be a repeat of, you know, Alvarez McGregor. He's going to get a highlight real KO. And so I just, I, Chandler has to be careful there. But I think there are paths to victory there here if he just fights smart. But, um, yeah, those are kind of my, my predictions, guys. You know, um, going to get more episodes, you know, consistently rolling um, with all these fight cards coming out. But, yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Hope you have a great weekend. Hopefully, you know, these fights are going to be awesome to, awesome tomorrow. Thanks, guys. See ya.